I do, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Have you guys been watching Hamilton? Uh, we have. We sure have. I mean, I've been listening to Hamilton since before the Tonys, of course. But because it's been on Disney Plus, everybody has had to watch it with me. I've had my mom was here in town and I made her and my brother watch it. <laughs> um, Every time a friend backyard hangouts with you, we set up a we've TV. Done a backyard and hangout. There. I've watched it via FaceTime yes. with friends. I'm a fan of Hamilton. Um, actually, for our first or second year anniversary, we went and saw Hamilton when it toured we through San did. Diego, which is very exciting. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on the playbill, but the playbill is currently under my microphone. <laughs> uh, we've learned to stack up microphones so we can hold our heads up. We're, we're, we're still figuring out this podcasting thing. Going to need a podcasting desk, this something is, higher. This is a hobby of ours, you it's know. It's a good time. We're not professionals. We're not experts. We are not that. In fact, uh, welcome, everybody, to this podcast. This one is called What the Ship Are You Doing? Right, which is where we talk about relationships and relationship being from our perspective and from our knowledge and understanding. Now, we did get some important feedback this last week that, or maybe two weeks ago that we'd like to address and just say that we want to be cautious and share with you that, that we do intentionally want to be inclusive of all relationship types, Mm -hmm. all human types. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to be a little bit more cognizant of our language as we do that. You know, we're not trying to present things as like, oh, this is what relationshiping is for only men and women. This is for all people and for all relationship types. I was going to say, too, like when we're talking about relationships, sometimes I might say it doesn't matter how the relationship goes one way or the other, blah, blah, blah. You'll hear me say that because I'm not a professional, but... Understand too, neither of us believe in gender roles. We do. We are all chopsticks. No (laughs) one is a fork. No one is a spoon. No one is a cutting knife. We're all chopsticks, which means to get through whatever it is you're doing, you probably need a partner or a buddy. That's how relationships work. Right. And there is no one smarter or better than the other or less than or anything like that. It's that we are all chopsticks just trying to eat our sushi. You know? yeah. And we're trying to um, share different ideas that involve all types of relationshiping. So Absolutely. it is not just partners and partnerships. This is, uh, you know, polyamory, monogamy, friendship, mothers, daughters, children, siblings, uh, the angry protester, the, mm. the, you know what I mean? Like we are trying to address all types of relationshiping with yourself, relationshiping with the world outside yourself. And so mm. we use various examples and we are also going to work on being more cognizant of our language. Absolutely. So thank you for the feedback. Please are you ready send us for some feedback. feedback, like send us more. We're yeah. open. We're, we we're open learn. to hear about it. We want to know. Teach us, Obi-Wan. Send us cool articles, anything. We are inquiring minds. That's why we're that. doing this. We're here to learn some more things, share what we've learned so far. Absolutely. And we continue advancing the conversation. I think that's what's important is that we all jump into the conversation where we are, mm-hmm. and then we do our best to learn more during the process of conversing, which is why we do this as a conversational setting and not book reports. Absolutely. And this is also something that we're doing for fun to uh, both create an opportunity for us to learn and talk to each other, as well as open up to, uh, you know, share it with our friends and family. So 
Um, yeah. that's bolster each other up, learn some things, get into the community, get your hands dirty <laughs> and or your tongue, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you have consent, get up on it. Yeah. So, so today, yeah. what are we talking about? Today we're talking about, uh, the concept or the principles of what do you do to make yourself feel special? Ooh. Um, I know, right? Um, and the the reason I was uh, had, this was on my brain as I was um, I was actually doing a massage, and I've I've kind of retired from massage, but I was working on somebody, um, and it made me think about um, sometimes when we get into relationship, we tend to think, oh, well, this other person is going to fulfill my needs in this way, my needs, wants, desires, whatever. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't step into any relationship thinking this person is going to fulfill all of my needs, wants, and desires because that's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a trap. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into relationship and expecting that the other person is going to fulfill things for you um, and at the same time that negates your responsibility to self, I believe is a backwards principle. Sure. There is something to be said for the person who knows how to make themselves feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, because that person also know how, knows how to make the other person in the room feel special, whether that is their partner, whether that is their deepest friendship, whether it's their mom or a child who walks by. Someone who knows how to engage with other humans, who knows how to engage with themselves. Prime example, we're going to talk about my dear friend Kay. Yay, Kay! Um, because uh, she and I talk about this a lot. I always use her as the example, but we kind of have a lot of the same ideas. Um, But the idea um, that when you're single, when you're not seeing anybody, when you're on your own, that you spend time with yourself, quality time with yourself. And that can be as simple and easy as taking yourself to the movies by yourself and enjoying the shit out of whatever you see. Uh, That can be as simple as, um, I'm trying to think of other things, Um, making sure that you say kind things to yourself within yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It is so really, truly about the way you treat you. That's usually the best way to find out what you like, what you don't like, who you are on the inside and that, how to make that come forward for yourself. And then later, when you do get into relationships with other people, you have the opportunity to say, oh, I like to be treated this way. I like to be treated with dignity, respect, love, those things. So I'm going to share those things with other people. Now, if you like in common relationships to be mistreated, then you will probably mistreat the people you're in relationship with. But I'm going to probably downright assure you that those things won't last long. Yeah. Because they won't be healthy for sure. Right. Because in general, people don't actually like to be mistreated. I've seen some really lately, I've watched a couple of relationships and just gone, what is it in that connection that makes you want to stay, is it because you also need the opportunity to be reactionary or harmful to other people, so you let that person be reactionary and harmful at you? Right. Is that what that is? Is there some sort of outside... Is that what you want to continue doing? Right. Is there some sort of out external pressure holding you or obligating you to that relationship, and therefore you feel like you don't have a choice in leaving or not participating in that anymore? The worst word... For relationshiping is obligation. Yes. The only obligations when it comes to family that you should be... To- no, I don't mean to shit on anybody. 
but to be toting around the obligations you have are to the humans you produce. Yes. Right? If you decide that making children and making new humans is something, then you have an obligation to raise them, treat them well, help them become a functioning part of society. Other than that, yes, the rest of the obligations you may have will be conversations. And obligations can change. Mm-hmm. That's what's lovely about them. Obligations can change. They even change for the children you raise. Initially, it's keep them healthy, keep them alive. Then it becomes educate them, continuing to feed and clothe them and all that. Right. And then it becomes more. And, and, and the balance changes sure. throughout the life cycle of a children. A children. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so, Lisa, tell me, um, you used Kay as an example, but mm. talk to me a little bit more specifically about what you do to help yourself feel or, un- or know inside yourself what makes you special. Well, I mean, we all know we're special, but I think what I do for myself to know that I matter is make sure that I surround myself with the feeling of I don't want to say self-importance because that sounds like um, arrogance, mm-hmm. but it's the difference between arrogance and confidence. Yes. Right? It's a fine, fine line sure. between arrogance and confidence. And I'm pretty sure I've played some hopscotch with that line. <laughs> Hold on. I got a sidebar for just a second. Yeah. We have a white pillow that's on the floor, and I thought it was our dog, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he was it, all cuddled up right it, there. It is a bit dirty, and it is in his spot. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, so for you, it sounds like feeling like you matter is what special means to you. Sure. Um, and it, it, at the grassroots of it, it's feeling like I matter to me. Yeah. Right. So it's making sure that I get to speak what I feel mm. when I'm, what, whether that's speaking it actually to somebody or writing down my own thoughts and feelings and, and sometimes seeking validation in those things, but not necessarily that someone else has to validate them. Sure. Like, but it, you do like being heard. Oh, Absolutely. So there's, it's almost like there's three layers of this that we've discussed Mm. or are discussing. One is how you feel about you. The second layer is how you feel about that feeling like that you matter or are special and how you're treated by the world around you. And then there's how you focus out and help others feel special. Right. Because also, you know, they talk about the person who learns the most in the lecture isn't a student in the room, it's the teacher. Mm Mm-hmm. So once you have taught yourself, once you've gone through the learning process of, of loving yourself, congratulating yourself, um, enjoying yourself, um, again, that's one of my favorite things about Kay is her, her uh, catchphrase of, I'm my favorite company. Yeah. If you are not your favorite company, that could be a problem. Yes. You know, because then when you spend time with other people or other, in other situations, you might be a drag. Are you a drag? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to be a drag. No. And honestly, like, if if you're in a room where you can't stand yourself, you're probably not going to come off nice or likable to other people. You are. Now, listen, there are times when I just get sick of myself. Sure. Plenty of times where that has happened. I (laughs) I uh, I one time. Locked my keys in my car (laughs) and luckily had the house key on a different, like I was house sitting for a friend and like the house key was actually on a thing around my neck. And so I locked my keys in my car and I was just like, I remember just thinking, 
I'm so sick of you right now, girl. Just like, because <laughs> I had a bunch of stuff to unload. And, and then I was just like, and to get my my spare key was like in a town 30 minutes away. Oh, no. And so it's just a matter of, well, and now I have to borrow a car to go get another car key so that I can. And it was just that moment of, mm. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm absent-minded and I lock my keys in my car. Now, do I hate myself for that? No. no. I'm just exhausted because now I've created more work for myself. Yeah. Um, but there are times there are people who will lock their keys in their car and then just berate themselves and beat themselves up for such a thing when really it's such a common human practice. It sounds like the difference to me between guilt and shame. Like. Mm. Guilt is I did something bad or wrong mm-hmm. or I messed up and and shame is I am bad or wrong. So right. the berating yourself like here I go again. I'm just the most awful human being and I I shouldn't even you know what I mean. And you just right. start that is that is something that if you find yourself in that a lot, you may want to look at something like therapy or some sort of support system to help you undo those thought patterns. Brene Brown talks about this sort of thing. It's very important. I've been there in that darkness with myself and I love the contrast between that Kirsten and the Kirsten now who I'm proud of me. Mm -hmm. I feel special and important and that I matter to myself and I'm proud of who I've become, Mm -hmm. how I am, what I choose to do when I get to have moments of learning and growth and achievement for myself. And, and a lot of it, there's, there's layers of it. There's external, internal. It's interesting to me, like sometimes I'll do something really rad at work and Mm -hmm. I'm proud of it. But what's interesting about myself is that I am more proud of the little moments of maybe a certain behavior used to trigger me and now it doesn't. Yes. And I cho- chose and, and showed myself that I can choose differently. I can behave differently. I can, uh, maybe I see a red flag in, in some person coming at me and I go, oh, I don't need to play that game anymore. Side pivot. You know what right. I mean? And it's so interesting that that is the stuff that actually really resonates with my self-happiness and self uh, uh, acceptance isn't the right word, but pride and self-acceptance is a good word. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you know, when we were talking, when you mentioned guilt, guilt is the, I've, I've done something. Yeah. Um, also, and it's okay to feel some guilt over things. Now, if that guilt drags you down, that's transitioning itself into shame. And that's, that's a, a dark path. You don't necessarily need to take yourself on. Um, Oh, I had an idea and now it's gone. Oh, <laughs> I, I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> How do you feel about you right now? Uh, well, I feel like I miss, I'm, I miss the bar, but I'm okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say too that, um, Nope, it, my brain just shut down. <laughs> okay. Here, I'll talk for a minute, and if it comes to you, no, just hold jump on. in. It's gonna, no? it's gonna come back. All right, everybody, there. just everybody like, just take a pause, take a breath, take a drink of it. your drink. There you go. Take a, take a sip. It's gone. It's okay. Gone. Move on. Okay. So, <laughs> for me, when I focus out on the people around me, what I do is a mix between asking for what I want and need mm-hmm. um, to nurture those parts of me that really work. Because uh, my love language is different than my partner's. Yeah. Um, I, which is positive affirmation. I love, uh, words of affirmation and quality time. Mm-hmm. I of course love touch and gifts and service. Like I love those things too. But for me, if you want to really touch me, tell me how I impacted you. Right. And then my partner, Lisa, I touch me, touch she- my back, touch my feet. It's okay. Rub my head. I'm cool. 
<laughs> with consent. And uh, that's what sh- that fills, that seems to fill you up. It fills me up. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think acknowledging that and then in friendship circles and work circles and things like that, you know, I don't let people talk to me with an air of, I'm immediately assuming condescension when they're condescending or they immediately assume I'm wrong or they're, um, which happens to women a lot in business, even well, and from other women, it happens to me a lot from other women. just the immediate assumption that what I'm saying is false or wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not just work. Mm -hmm. It's friendship. It's things like that. Just the immediate assumption that whatever I'm telling you is false. That I haven't, it's because I'm pretty. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thanks. It's, it's, (laughs) You know, I'm like, you're not, you're, you're not assuming that the thing I'm bringing to you, I've already fact-checked, right. whether it's a topic or an activity or whatever it is. I'm like, no, I'm telling you something directly because I n- feel like I know it. If you disagree with that knowing, let's talk about it that. kindly or right. let's, uh, but ooh, don't let's dismiss address me out of hand. it. But to immediately go, I don't believe you or you're crazy. Everyone has different pet peeve triggers in right. conversation. That's mine. Mm-hmm. If you immediately assume that I'm crazy, mm-hmm. I, I can't. It's a red flag. Yeah. I don't want you in my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not necessarily a, also, the right it's, reaction it's to it. It's quite a but, jump for someone, like if you're presenting information for someone to be like, oh, well, you're just crazy. Yeah. Come again? I'm like, you gaslight much? Here's yeah, the right. thing. Let's, let's be on the same side of the table and have the topic or activity or thing we're talking about be the thing we're the across the table from mm-hmm. us. Like we're together right. as a team, right. whatever her relationship connection. I, anyway, that's how I prefer to that. That validation helps me feel like I matter. Yeah. That what I'm saying is it's valid valuable. enough that I brought it up mm-hmm. and that even if it does sound nuts, which can happen a lot during a pandemic, mm-hmm. I can sound nuts. I, oh, we all I can. hear you. <laughs> I but hear you. I need you to acknowledge that whatever I'm talking about matters. And then from there, you can dismantle the whole thing. And I'd be like, oh, well, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't have to come from that. Sure. Fight. I think that's also the the feeling of being heard. Yes. You know, when someone when someone dismisses you out of hand, that's yeah. that's unkind. Right. Um, people want to be heard, which um, it's it's not necessarily the same subject as feeling special or making yourself feel special or other people feel special. Um, but it's important and valuable and validating to listen and hear the people in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirsten and I both have people in our life uh, who have different religious values, different, re- um, I almost said Republican values. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> different political, um, political, political values. values. Um, but that doesn't mean we dismiss everybody who has a different opinion. Right. I definitely feel dismissive about some, some opinions, uh, mostly because those opinions would be degrading to myself or other people. Um, but other than that, like if you have a valuable opinion that isn't meant to cut someone down, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm, I'm ever going to dismiss you. Yeah, sure. You know, And I'm the type that if I don't know enough about that topic, even if I don't agree with you, I'm like, tell me more. Tell me more. Right? Tell me what you know. And then from there, how do we, what is good examples or ways we can practice focusing out mm. and helping people around us? feel special, heard, 
that they matter. Right. Well, I think that when we treat ourselves with that respect, it is so easy to rotate and pivot and share that same experience with the people around us because self-respect, self-preservation, self-love presents itself the same way to other people. Yes. You know that song when you were a kid, love is something, if you give it away, you'll end up having more. Mm Mm-hmm. All of that is about love. Yes. So when you treat yourself with a loving, respectful tone, when you pivot and talk and, and share with other people, it shows through. Yes. Um, and, and the like, if you are kind of hateful and awful to yourself um, and then really nice to other people, it, it shows up as fake. Oh, yeah. And there are those of us who can see it. We can see it. We know. Um, This reminds me of, you know how there's a concept and they talk about it in psychology where if you see something you don't like in someone else, it's probably something you don't like about About yourself. yourself. It's the same thing with things you like. So if you practice loving and liking yourself and, and recognizing your strengths and being present to those strengths, you will see them so much faster in other people and you can, uh, you can acknowledge those things. Right. Also, if you're in the practice of acknowledging the good in other people, it takes you in the, into the practice of acknowledging good in yourself, which makes you want to acknowledge good in other people. And then you continue to acknowledge good in yourself. You guys, it's an echo chamber of goodness. Oh, I love and it. And it's worth doing. You're worth it. They are worth it. Everyone is worth the goodness that you have to share. Now, listen, there are, there are, um, obstacles. There are what, uh, uh, people who don't fit the plan. <laughs> people who don't fit the yeah. plan. What do you there mean? There are ob- not objectors. There are. There are definitely people who won't take a compliment. No. Um, no. There are. I'm trying to talk uh, like toxic people. People who yes. who want to stay in the muck. Yeah. Sure. Don't don't waste your energy. Right. You don't have to trying to make them. them or raise them or bring them to your level. Right. Once individuals figure it out. Now, go ahead and coach. Go ahead and speak the good. Go ahead and, and exemplify the good. Mm-hmm. But it is never your responsibility to make someone better. Yes. It is never your responsibility to coach someone up to the greatness. Unless, of course, you are a coach and that's job and you're paid that's to what you like, do. That's what you do. But like... If you have, you know, either a partner or siblings or other relations who just want to dequalify other humans or whatever. Sure. You don't have to spend all of your energy trying to make them better. Right. When I bump into toxicity with people, um, typically I try a couple different times to redirect or, or rather set a standard of what, how I communicate and what I will put up with in my space. Like even if, if someone's dissing themselves, I will often interrupt them and be like, you don't get to talk about my friend that way. Right. And I do that all the time. I'm like, Hey, don't pick up my friends. Yeah. You don't, don't get to, don't be shit talking my people. You don't get to do right. that about you. You know what I mean? Right. And that will sometimes like add an air of almost humor to it, which right. makes it a little bit easier to, for them to catch themselves the next time. It's, an, it's a simple way to deflect, but also take out the energy of, right. the, of the toxic. Well, and if talk. a person is trying to grow, oftentimes mm. they will take that in and they probably will do it a couple more times, but they'll start to redirect into a space of, I can talk positively about myself. And when I'm around these people, they will not let me talk negatively about myself so I can 
You right. know what I mean? And we can hold space for something different. Now, when someone is toxic towards other humans and they're in my presence, that is something that I don't feel as good about n- at navigating. I'm still learning whatever that is. I think humor also comes in on those. Yeah. Um, like when I, when I specifically see somebody talking ill to or at somebody else, usually I will make a deflecting comment because I know it's not about me and it's not about the person being talked down to. But if I'm in the space sharing in that space, I'm like, okay, again, I'm not a coach. It's not my responsibility, but I might say something like that kind of talk. I would hate to hear how you talk to yourself. Sure. Or my personal favorite, which is a completely neutral statement. What's the purpose of your communication right now? (laughs) What is the purpose of your communication with me right now? What is the purpose of your communication with them right now? Sure. What is the purpose of your communication? Because that will call them forward and help them identify, oh, I'm being a jerk or, oh, I may have said something unkind. Or it will inflate the ego and they will make it worse. Maybe they'll double down. Who knows? Right. Sure. And I think that if you find yourself in that position where you're doubling down, maybe the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it would be good to take a breath and recognize that maybe you're not the victim here. Right. Oh we should have a whole episode about victimhood. Have we done that yet? No. About the personal victim, the martyr. Oh my god. We could I could talk all day. Yeah, let's just let's put a pin in that. Yeah, because yeah. We'll put a pin in the victim. There's a lot to talk about in that, but I feel like we, you know, went over a lot of really good things today. Um, yeah. What do you do? Message us, email us. Yeah, um, I'm interested to hear uh, what people do to help and keep themselves feeling special to themselves. Not what you do to other people. Not what you do for other people. Mm-hmm. Um. I will requote my dear, beloved, sweet Ayanna Van Zant. Um, this is just a, a paraphrasing, but she talks about when we do so much for others that we feel like that our cup is empty. Yes, uh, we make the others in our life a thief mm. uh, because we have now put on them our energy of oh no, I have to be here for you. Yeah, what is in the cup is for you. What comes out of the cup is for the others. So if you are stealing from your own cup to serve others, you are not serving yourself properly. Right. Yourself, your higher power, whatever. Yeah. We make others a thief. Yeah. When we overdo it. And that's not fair to them. And I think my last thought is if you are just swimming in overwhelm at all these so many different concepts that we talked about in this one episode, um, I would... remind you and ask you to be present Mm. sometimes just by simply being present you will start to observe and notice the moments that you can work on in yourself and that you can nurture around you indeed thanks for talking with me today lisa and thank you so much for listening yeah thanks for listening team i hope you enjoyed it uh i hope you uh, have a lovely day absolutely go out there and Show yourself. (laughs) Ah. Show yourself. There it is. All right. Bye. Bye.